if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. And a good morning to you. As now at nine minutes past 10 o'clock, it's the 20th uh, morning of the final month of the year of our Lord 2019. Thanks again for being with us. Thanks also to Congressman Jim Renacci. Joined us talking about the incredibly overspending government that we uh, continue to support. Um, I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, it, it, we, we continue to go down the same road over and over and over again. It happens with Republican presidents. It happens with Democrat pr- presidents. We keep uh, promising to elect spending reform. Reformers who are going to cut uh, all of this out uh, so that we don't continue to saddle our grandchildren and great grandchildren with uh, debt that they can never pay off. Twenty three million, a trillion rather, and climbing is that number. And uh, Congressman Jim Acey obviously is all over that. So we appreciate his bringing that to our attention. I said we are guest free in uh, hour number two, and we'll take plenty of your phone calls. That's half true. Half right. Uh, we will take plenty of your phone calls, but I've got kind of a guest here. He's a friend who calls in whenever he wants to, but I asked him to this time, so that makes him more of a guest. Yesterday, um, I reached out to Dan Ramada, who is one of the founders of the Act for America chapter in Cleveland, along with uh, my friend and former congressional candidate Beverly Goldstein. Uh, Dan and Bev have run ACT uh, Cleveland for a number of years, and since I was introduced to their organization, I've become so much more educated on so many important matters with respect to national security and especially the threat of creeping Sharia and jihadi uh, civilization jihad uh, going on in the United States of America. And uh, Dan had some news to share. Uh, they sent it out to Act for America followers on email. Once I got that, I said, you know, we should probably put you on the radio to tell everybody who did not get the email what is going on. So Dan Ramada, again, uh, the uh, former president, if you will, or chair uh, and founder of the Act Cleveland chapter, joins us now uh, here on AM 1420, The Answer. Dan, how are you, my friend? Good morning, Bob. I'm great. Thanks for having me on. Tell me how long you uh, had been working with Act for America before we tell people what's coming next. Well, six and a half years. April of 2013 is when we officially started. Um, I kind of uh, committed in November 2012, nine days before the 2012 election, when I heard Brigitte Gabriel speak in Butler, Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. And that night I said, I'm, you know, I'm in. What do I got to do? Only to find out a week later that um, when I met the gentleman running the chapter in Cleveland, he thought I was taking over, and I was just going over to say hello. I'm here to help. 
and he handed me a box of information that said, you know, or, you know, a treasure trove of documents and books and, uh, and flash drives and all sorts of things, which helped me launch the, uh, the chapter and, and actually led me to Bev. And that's how we started a friendship and started working together. So April 2013 is really when we started. And it wasn't too long after I started this show uh, in 2015, January 2015, so it's coming up on uh, on an anniversary for me next month, um, that uh, I was introduced to you and to Bev, and uh, and I learned a lot about this. And I watched Brigitte's speech, the one that you were talking about, and uh, and listened to you, came to a couple of meetings, and was really really had my eyes open a lot. Um, so thanks to Act for America for that. Thanks to Brigitte Gabriel for the wonderful work that they have done here. But having said all of that, you are moving on from Act for America and forming something new. This was in, of course, the email, the announcement, and I want you to tell everybody what's going on. Well, correct. So, um, after careful thought, a lot of prayer, and um, it was time to, for us just to go in a different direction and to be not officially tied to an organization, but basically create our unofficial, an unofficial organization. So we're not, we can be politically involved if we're motivated to do so, um, and that, that kind of frees us up. We're also probably um, not tied to the censorship that is and there's a, uh, going on with ACT. We've, we've seen tremendous amounts of censorship, not only in emails, um, being sent to spam, being rejected, bounced, blocked. Um, our Twitter account, the, the uh, you know, what do you call it, shadow banned, uh, Facebook, yeah. you know, things like that. I could give a whole day presentation on all the stuff I've saved and all of the warning messages and, and blocked messages and, you know, and this and that. So, We've decided to move in a different direction. We're going to call ourselves Red Green Access Exposed, basically because we're working with Jim Simpson, who you've had on your show several times. We've been working with him for well over a year now and producing our uh, uh, monthly webinars. And all of our speakers have basically been on that same theme, talking about the Red Green Access. And that's truly the enemy of the country, working from even if you go back to the one of the webinars we had with Rich Higgins, who worked in the National Security Council and got fired for the document that he developed explaining this unholy alliance that's working against our country, working against all of our institutions, working against President Trump for sure. And so all, all of these speakers since that time have been focused on that common theme, and that's truly what we're up against. Uh, when I first started with the act, I heard about the Muslim Brotherhood, their penetration of ever, of our government, of our institutions, or the society in general. We explained, and oh, I, Bev and I gave about 80 presentations around the state and built up a huge following, started chapters in Columbus and Cincinnati, and explained about this problem with the Muslim Brotherhood and civilizational jihad. But what we've come to learn is it's actually the left, the red side of the equation, that has enabled these people to be as successful as they are and how they're all working together at this point to subvert our society. So that's why we focused on that message, the Red Green Axis, and this is why we chose the name Red Green Axis Exposed, because we're going to continue to work in that fashion. Um, if you, I want to thank you so much. I mean, if you just look back, I looked back the other day, and just the speakers that we had this year that you've had on your show, that if, if you know had the chance to, if even if I've never met anyone in particular of your audience, they never came to a meeting, never been on a webinar, because they had a chance to hear these people on your show, they're better for it. We had, you know, of course, Jim Simpson. We've had Richard Thompson. 
Diane Stover, Brandon House, Trevor Loudon, E.W. Jackson, Alex Newman, David Bullis, General Thomas McNooney, Chris Goblitz, and Patrick Wood. And that's just in the last year. Not to mention all the good people you've had besides that. Bill Haney, Leo Holman, Claire Lopez, of course, many times. Tom Trento, General Flynn, Billy Vaughn, Bill Warner, Diana West, Lori Carter Zabor, Dana Greenfield, Robert Spencer, and there's more. And that's just, you know, that's all I could think of the top of my head this morning. So I can't thank you enough for giving me well, no, yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, it's not something I do for thanks or for praise. It's uh, because, like you, you know, when you heard Brigitte for the first time, uh, once my eyes were opened, I mean, it's it's all I can do. I mean, I, I would I would be derelict in my responsibility having this platform, a microphone, and a transmitter if I don't, you know, sound the alarm and and do my part to share this information with everybody. So, uh, so I'm very happy to do it, and I'm happy to continue doing it by featuring you and Jim and others that you work with with Red Green Access Exposed. For those who don't know, by the way, the two books that Jim wrote. Um, it required reading, honestly. Uh, the first one is The Red Green Axis, Refugees, Immigration, and the Agenda to Erase America. Uh, the new one is The Red Green Axis 2.0, an existen- existential threat to America and the world. Um, these are really required reading. I'm actually still working my way through the second book um, to to have a true understanding of the danger that we face that um, you just pointed out. You know, we've really shined a spotlight on uh, the Muslim Brotherhood and the, uh, you know, jihadists who are penetrating and infiltrating our government and so many of our, 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 our other institutions. But the red side of that was on display last night, Dan, wasn't it? I mean, uh, we, well, the socialist uh, uh, slash dang near communist viewpoints of the likes of Bernie Sanders, an avowed socialist, and Elizabeth Warren, who hasn't called herself one, but uh, is is every bit as much of one as Bernie Sanders. And quite frankly, I think there are far too many tendencies close to socialism from the quote-unquote moderates on that stage last night. This is where the danger really lies. Uh, it, it, the red part of the red-green axis is going to gain so much power if they are able to put one of those people from that stage last night into the White House next November. Absolutely. And you know what? They're tied at the hip now with the Muslims that run for political office, like Ilan Omar and Rashida Tlaib, Keith Ellison, etc. And this is another phase of their plan. They're going to um, come in, uh, you know, penetrate organizations, and one of the strategies is to run for political office at everything from dog catcher to president of the United States. And so that's what they're doing around the country. So our webinars that we host uh, hold monthly, like with Jim, we talk to residents and, and leaders in other states, particularly Michigan, Minnesota, to find out exactly how they're penetrating and what the damage they're doing, even at local school board level. Um, and this whole um, jihad, civilizational jihad that's happening. So that, that it's a really scary uh, proposition that they take over on how, <clears throat> how much this is going to grow, how much the threat will grow. So that's why we continue to expose it. And we will continue to expose it. By the way, you mentioned Jim's books. For anybody who wants to Google Red Green Access, just type that in. Uh, go on any search engine. The person who pops up is Jim. So this is why you know they're going to be. De- I don't want to say dealing with, but learning, getting educated by somebody who is actually an expert in this whole uh, area or yeah. subject matter. No question about it. And uh, and the next question was going to be, for those who are interested and in, used to attend Act for America meetings and uh, want to follow you and move over to uh, Red Green Access Exposed, uh, what do we have going on? Is there going to be an email, okay, so it's a, a real, newsletter yeah, to sign up a, for, or how are we doing that? 
Yes, really simple. The, the first step, the simplest thing to do for anything about it, the webinars, actual person, in-person meetings in Cleveland, uh, social media, learning about anything that we're doing. The real simple thing to do is to email and email us at RGA, in other words, red, green axis, the word, the acronym RGA, at eaglefiremail.com. Now, Eagle Fire Mail, for those of you who don't know, is run by a good friend of mine who's a Christian conservative, Scott Andrews, who's actually happens to be down at the Turning Point USA conference right now in Florida. And it's a private email service, and we look to have less problems with our email um, deliverability uh, and that's why we've chosen to work with him. So rga at eaglefiremail.com. You're going to find out more about that probably next year as he exhibits around town. He's working with Diane Stover, Lisa Woods, and, of course, our organization. So I want to at least mention that. That's that's why the, in the rationale... I assume there will Eagle be an Fire. RGA website uh, that's going to be built for this as well? Actually, it's a, it's a social network that replaces the website. Okay. Um, and when people email me, I'll give them that link that they can click on, you know, click on the link and then just bookmark the page. It gets updated daily, so it operates just like a website. Perfect. That's um, what we're looking for. So that's, yeah, so RGA at Eagle Farm Mail by Tony. Um, I will tease for January, on Sunday, January 26th. We're going to have uh, Zach Voorhees. I hope I pronounced that properly. If the name doesn't ring a bell, he is the whistleblower from Google who was uh Oh, right. Uh, had, did the video with James O'Keefe from um, uh, Project Veritas explaining yeah. how Google is censoring and changing news stories and labeling things fake news. So he will be our guest in person on Sunday, so uh, dangerous. Uh, January 26th. Well, so, we will talk to you um, again, Dan, before that, and uh, and perhaps to him as well. But uh, I'm just glad to, to, to get the word out there that Red Green Axis Exposed is uh, an organization that is now building. And if you want to be a part of this whole thing, email Dan, as he said, at rga at eaglefiremail.com. Dan Ramada, uh, thank you so much. Uh, I'm going to have to, I'll probably trip a few times and say Dan Ramada with Act for America. So sorry about that. Dan Ramada with, uh, <laughs> with the Red Green Axis Exposed. Thanks so much, my friend. No problem. Hey, Merry Christmas. Thank you so and, much. and to you as well. Thank you so much, Dan. All right, we'll get a quick time out of here. Come back to your phone calls uh, for the rest of the program on AM 1420, The Answer. Ten twenty six. as we continue on AM 1420, The Answer. Thanks for being with us. Thanks to Navy Man Norm, waiting for an awful long time here on the phone lines. Uh, uh, Navy Man Norm, how are you good, sir? I'm wonderful, Bob. In fact, I'm back. I'm back with a vengeance after uh, you gave me a little pep talk last week. So I'm back in the, with a vengeance because I like to I hear feel that. this. I feel this way. We have 11 months to basically nail in the coffin once and for all this Democrat party or Demon Rat party, as you fondly refer to them. Uh, what I'm calling about is Congressman James Clyburn. Last night on CNN, and I just got a, a link from LifeSite News. He said uh, to John Berman, yeah. we'll have a fair trial, and then we'll hang him. We'll hang him. So where is this on the 11 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 6 o'clock news? Not a peep from the news media. Not even a word of protest from this John Berman. Let's hang him. If a Republican congressman or senator had made that despicable comment about Obama, it would be 24 by 7, and every Democrat in the world would be demanding justice. So where's the justice for President Trump? 
James Clyburn, a despicable, despicable racist from South Carolina, goes on CNN and says, we'll have a fair trial and then we'll hang him. Where's the outrage? Well, I think we can fairly well, fairly easily point out what they would say um, if a Republican said it, because President Trump um, said something somewhat similar to that, but not about a direct individual, but said that those who are traitors to our country, we used to be, we used to handle them a little bit differently, and he talked about executing them. Uh, and I remember the, it was on the, the six o'clock and eleven o'clock news or ten o'clock news or whatever hour they all, all are now. Uh, they, they talked about how, how terrible this was. Um, I'll go back. It was, um, goodness gracious. I can't remember, uh, what month it was, but it was after the, you know, this whole whistleblower thing started up. And what President Trump said was basically the person never saw the report speaking of the whistleblower, never saw the call. He said he never saw the, saw the call, heard something and decided that he or she or whoever he says, quote, whoever the hell they saw, they're almost a spy. And I want to know, uh, who's the person who gave the whistleblower the information because that's close to a spy. And he said, quote, you know what we used to do in the old days when we were smart? That's right. Uh, the spies and treason we used to ha- treason we used to handle it a little bit differently than we do now. So he was clearly referring to we would execute people for treason, and the left went crazy on him. Now here's Clyburn. He, you know, again, President Trump was speaking an, uh, about an anonymous person. He wasn't saying let's exactly. execute person X. He was saying if someone is a spy, this is what we used to do. Now here's Clyburn literally saying we should hang the president of the United States and crickets. Trump got excoriated for that. You recall that, don't you, uh, Navy Man Norm? He got excoriated. Oh, yeah. Crickets for Clyburn. Right, right, and and that's and that's my exact complaint. Well, just for just for the hell of it, I'm filing a complaint with the United States Secret Service, and if they want to come out and interview me or whatever, but I I just formally went on their website. Build out the form, and I'm filing a formal complaint against him. So let's see what happens. Yeah, because they 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 said the left and the news media said that President Trump was threatening someone. He was literally threatening the whistleblower, who by the way, whose identity was anonymous. He's threatening someone by saying that we should handle it the way we used to handle treason and spying on the United States. Uh, and and now here in Clyburn's case, it is a direct threat, and the person isn't anonymous. It's the president of the United States, and uh, and and of course there. There's no outrage whatsoever. So, yeah, let me know how it goes. Let me know if you hear back from them, Navy Man Norm, because I would love to continue to put a spotlight on this double standard. I certainly will, Bob. And if I don't get a chance, you have a very merry and blessed Christmas for you, your family, and our listeners. God bless you. Thank you so much, my friend. God bless you and yours as well. 1031 News Time. More calls after this. Friday morning. Thanks for being with us on AM 1420. The answer, Mike Gallagher, comes up in 24 minutes from right now. Dennis Prager, the brilliant Dr. G, Sebastian Gorka, Jay Seculo Live, Larry Elder. It's uh, really it's an honor to be a part of that lineup, I can tell you this. That's an honor. It's an honor to sit on all, all of those shows when I do. It's an honor to be a part of it when we're doing this show. If you really, truly care about this country and you care about what's going on, Larry Elder likes to play at the beginning of his hours. 
uh, we've got a country to save. Larry Elder is right. We have a country to save, and that's exactly what we uh, need to continue to do. And if you're serious about it, you'll listen to us all day. If you have the ra- we, we know nobody listens to the radio 24-7, but if it's on, you'd be wise to have it on here every day. Um, back to the phones we go on this free for all Friday, 216-901-0945 or 888-281-1110. John has been waiting the longest now. He is on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, John. Go right ahead. Hey, morning, Bob. In the past, I've submitted several opinion pieces to the News Herald. And then when in Florida, the Naples Daily News, they were published. And I've thought about submitting something on the evils of radical Islam. But I find myself hesitating over concerns about my safety. So you know, I, I don't know. Well, but, you know, uh, you're not you're not wrong to be concerned. Um, if you speak out about legitimate threats to this country, and they involve protected classes, including and especially religious classes, not Christians. Christians are 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 fair game. They're open targets. But if you uh, talk at all about the threats posed by radical uh, Islam and jihad, you are, you know, potentially in danger. And I'm not saying somebody's going to come and beat you up, but you will be branded as an, as an Islamophobe, Islamophobe, if you will, because I get that all the time. Uh, and, uh, and, and a person who is hateful and a person who is a bigot and so on and so forth. And it's really hard to, to call those things out, which is why I think there's safety in numbers and there's strength in numbers. And that's why I bring people like Dan and Jim Simpson and so many others yeah. on the program. To, sure. to, to really yeah. let, you let, well, them, let people know that they're there. Yeah, I mean, I'm not concerned about the people. What people say about me, I, I'm, I'm really not. But uh, the, you know, I'm concerned about my physical safety. Well, no, I get yeah. that too. I get that too, and and we're seeing more and more of that, especially if you happen to be. Uh, a conservative Trump supporter. We are seeing, you know, there's a reason I don't wear I don't wear Trump gear on my head or on my on my clothing, and I don't put it on my car, and I don't put a Trump sign in my yard. Uh, and the and the reason is exactly that. We see more and more examples of the tolerant left uh, vandalizing and attacking people who have different. Uh, uh, ideological points of view than they do. And so I'm not just going to invite those things upon me or my family. I'm just going to continue to do what I do. Uh, but I'm not going to wear it and let some triggered idiot uh, decide they've got to take action and do something uh, do something dangerous. Yeah, yeah. You know, I- Islam's a violent, uh, totalitarian, bigoted uh, ideology masquerading as a religion. And their yeah, long-term objective... Is total world world domination and control? It, it, it but, really is. Yeah, it was yeah. it was built to be a political um, ideology. And you're right. The best way to spread that and to get protection is to declare it religious. And and that's you know when the entirety of Islam was was founded and going back to their quote unquote prophet. Uh, that's that's why he he did what he did, uh, killed and raped and murdered and maimed and so on and so forth. And and uh, and and with the idea of spreading and and as you said, total you know world control. There will be one. Um, uh, one government, one world government leadership, and uh, at the helm of it will be uh, Islam, and that's exactly yeah. what their goal is. John, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. To the other point, though, that I was making, I would love to. Maybe we'll have a conversation about this on a future program. Do you wear your Trump gear in public? I mean, I've got a red tw- Trump twenty twenty hat. Uh, I don't wear it in public. I may wear it to mow the lawn. 
I don't know. Um, just because I, I don't want to be the next guy to get a, hit in the head with a bike lock. I don't want to get be the next guy to get jumped by six people as I walk down a Cleveland street because somebody doesn't like the clothes I'm wearing. I don't want to be like the little kid, and I don't want anybody else to have to be this. Did, did you see the video? Since John was just talking about his safety. Did you see the video that went viral toward the end of last week? or might have been the beginning of this week. My apologies. But this little kind of a chunky, and I'm just using that to describe him because to say that he truly was an easy target, this little, you know, kind of chunky white kid sitting on a school bus being viciously attacked and assaulted by a pack of black students, including and especially a female. Well, the guy it was a female who was the lead aggressor who walked up to him on the school bus, this is all on videotape, at least the first 21 seconds is, and started wailing on this boy. And I'm not talking about close quarter punches where we're, you know, inside, uh, you know, a, a, a foot of one another and it's just kind of poking. I'm talking about winding up as far back as she could and walloping this kid and as many as six of these uh, attackers uh, kicked and punched and, and, and beat up this almost completely defenseless uh, little fat kid. And the reason why we found out from the mother who posted that video and from the attorney representing that family is because the kid wore a Trump hat to school. Now, it wasn't even on that day. He wore it on a different day. And he was threatened. He was intimidated for wearing it. So he took it off. And he didn't wear it back. But because he had worn it one time in a previous time, that was enough of an excuse for this pack of vicious, vicious teenage thugs to first earlier in the day, they dumped milk all over his head. They dumped milk on him. But that wasn't enough. He's sitting there on the on the seat on his seat on the bus by himself, completely defenseless. And they come to the back of the bus and they just lay him out, because at one time they saw him with a Trump hat. That was enough of an excuse for them to physically uh, send this kid to the hospital. So while I say, let's fight. Let's fight for our Constitution, fight for our country, fight for what we believe in, fight for President Trump, who's doing his level best to drain the swamp of, of, of corruption from this government, and so on and so forth. I legitimately don't advise people to wear their stuff in public, because you will literally have to fight, not figuratively, but literally, to defend yourself. And I'll tell you something else, and I know I'm off on a tangent here, and I apologize, but this is why there are record numbers of filings for CCWs. This is why we set new records for gun purchases every year. People know they have to be able to protect themselves, particularly if they are conservative Trump supporters, because the lunatic left, the maniacal, Antifa-loving left is is 
out of control. They're violent, dangerously violent thugs who don't believe in winning the debate of ideas and of ideology, but who believe in physically assaulting and attacking to try to silence and intimidate others. That's how they want to win the debate, by not letting you debate. That's how they want to win the, uh, the, uh, the, the win elections, by making sure that you can't support your candidate publicly, by beating the hell out of you. If you haven't seen that video, it's on my Twitter feed, it's on my Facebook page, it's, it, it went viral, it's, it's, it's horrific. And the mother was quick to point out, it was only the first 21 seconds of, what the, of the beating that he took. It got worse after what you see, and what you see is just very disturbing. But we'll have to have that conversation about whether or not it's worth it. Whether or not it's worth being publicly and visibly supportive of a candidate when uh, being supportive of that candidate leads to hospitalization. TJ in Cleveland. Go ahead, TJ. Yeah, you know, Bob, I, originally I called about China, but real quick about this Trump thing. Uh, one of our friends at the dog park, uh, Lou, he's from the Ukraine, and at a flea market about a month ago, he bought a bunch of Trump hats for us. So we have to sit him down and explain to him, you really don't want to wear that hat and why, you know, not to wear it in public. Right. And he was shocked that this would happen in America. Now, there's somebody coming from the Ukraine thinking he's coming to the land of the free. But the reason I called... You know, this China thing, Bob, for decades, where did China get their wealth? They got it from us with these one-sided trade agreements like other countries. So we transferred our wealth to China. Then we turned around and borrowed our own money back for interest. Now, how stupid is that? You know, and now a man comes along and says, you know, this is stupid. This is really stupid. We're transferring our wealth all over the world. Mm -hmm. And what are we getting for it? Interest rates. I mean, you know, any economist would tell you, you know, this is insane. You're going to go bankrupt with this kind of policies. You know, it's even like protecting Europe. We're protecting the borders of Europe and in the Mideast, while our borders are porous. Our cities are becoming killing zones while we're protecting other cities, you know, uh, around the world. And a man comes along and says, you know, this is wrong. And you got half the country wanting to hang them. I mean, this is just insane, Bob. Yeah, it really is, TJ, and you're 100 percent right. And and you know, it, it's it's in a weird way, Donald Trump uh, being threatened as often as he is, being you know uh, uh, impeached, obviously, and people trying to remove him, people wanting to lock him up, and blah blah blah. It lets you know, and it lets us know that we did the right thing and are standing for the right thing. For if these evil people were okay with him. Um, then obviously he would not be he, he would not be doing his job and he would not be cleaning up all of these things that you talked about. But the fact that he is very very effective is what scares them so much. They realize how dangerous he is. Donald Trump is a legitimate danger to the 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 vile threats of authoritarianism by way of as we talked about with my with uh, Dan Ramada, uh, you know the red green axis, the social socialists and commies uh, combined with the jihadists. Uh, working together to essentially uh, change this country from a nation of freedom and liberty to a nation of uh, uh, under uh, you know either either communist or Islamic and maybe at some point or another a combination thereof rule, it, it, he is a very very grave threat to that and that's why so many of them want him not to just be defeated in November they can't run that risk he has to be removed before then. And, and you know one other thing, Bob, you notice these tough libtards. Who do they pick for victims? Kids? 
defenseless you know, people. Uh, yeah, defenseless people, the vulnerable. Yeah, like like Trump said the one time, where's the Tifa coming to one of them bikers for Trump rally? Yeah. You know, yeah. you don't see him. Hand- or, you know, a guy like you or me, Bob, we're not little people. Yeah. We walk down the street with a Trump hat. Now, unless they got you outnumbered a half dozen to one, they're probably not going to say nothing to you. Which is what they do. Because they're cowards. Look what they did to that little reporter, Andy No. Now, he's not a big guy, but I mean, just pointing it out. Though. Look what Antifa did to him. But, but 10, 12 individuals hitting him, kicking him, punching him, spitting on him, throwing stuff on him, dumping things on him, as he just st- stood there as a reporter. He wasn't opposing them. He wasn't wearing Trump gear. He was just covering the Antifa march, protest, riot, whatever, and he paid because he was defenseless. They target defenseless people rather than people who might actually give them a run for their money. Uh, Jan in Greater Cleveland. Hi, Jan. Go ahead. Oh, hi. I wasn't going to say this, but those are Nancy's people. You know, those those people that uh, the are beating up on the, the thugs. Yeah. yeah. yeah they what, are. what what do they ever say to try to deter that and talk talk against it? They they they're sitting there figuring it's okay because they don't like Trump either. Well, anyways, uh, I. Trump gets picked on a lot for the speech he uses, mm-hmm. and I think he's a very smart man. And I think we were so shut up and shut down with political correctness that he is kind of exaggerating the thing of freedom of speech. And sometimes he offends people and they act all shocked. But the most shocking thing I heard coming out of the mouth of a politician came from that uh, newly elected congresswoman who made the most vile statement uh, about Trump with her MS. Yeah. And and no one bats an eye. It's it's r- really ridiculous. And uh, I think this freedom of speech, thank God, people were starting to feel guilty about saying Merry Christmas. They didn't know what was happening to them. You know, Donald Trump stuff. doesn't see anything any more offensive, profane, or 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 insulting than Joe Biden does. Joe Biden on a regular. You mentioned Rashida Tlaib, Sharia Tlaib. I call her uh, with the "We're going to impeach the MFR," and you're right. She said that. Uh, Joe Biden says offensive, racist things all the time, and it he is given a pass over and over and over and over and over and over again by the media. Donald Trump says something. Uh, says, you know, when somebody says, John Dingle's looking down on you and judging you right now, and he says, oh, maybe he's looking up. I don't know. Well, we'll assume he's looking down. And, oh, it's the end of the world. You're right. It's a glaring hypocrisy, a gr- glaring double standard, and it's something the president has to put up with, and sadly, it's something we have to put up as well. The left doesn't get, the left gets away with things that we would never get away with. All right, and man, the main reason why is you don't see packs of people wearing red shirts going and beating up. Uh, people wearing, you know, Biden shirts or Obama shirts or or anything of that nature. We don't do it. They want us to do it. They want to make you think that we do it. That's why they fake it like Jesse Smollett did. They got to stage it. They got to fake it because they know that only the left actually carries it out. Final segment coming up after this. All right, final segment. Let's get a couple more phone calls in here before we wrap it up and call it a day and call it a work week, as a matter of fact. We'll go to uh, Rocky River and Ellen. Ellen, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Please go right ahead. Hey, good morning, Bob. Uh, Merry Christmas, and I say that proudly. Thank you, you, and I I as well. 
I was listening to you. I'm, I'm in the car, so I might get broken up here. But um, it reminds me of, uh, and history has an uncanny way of repeating itself. And what we're seeing now is a repeat of the brown shirts in Munich in the 1930s. Then it was the Jews or anybody else that they deemed, you know, a, a threat to the, 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 the order. Not only were these feral thugs not punished, they were celebrated. And it's high time that the Department of Justice became involved. Antifa and the people like them who are assaulting um, those of us who may have a different political philosophy, they're terrorists. And, um, you know, it's a direct assault on our First Amendment rights. But worse than that, if you can imagine, they are inflicting bodily harm. And, yeah, Andy No was admitted with a head injury. Where, where are the legal authorities? Now, that happened in way leftist center. I think it was Seattle. Portland, um, I think. Portland. Portland. Actually, Portland. Yep. But, yep. but the point is, uh, this isn't protest. These are thugs. They're breaking the laws, and they are damaging our citizens. I mean, it's appalling to me. And yet, it's kind of greeted with a collective shrug. Well, listen, Ellen, you're right when you talked about Antifa being terrorists. I would suggest that all of the American left that does not stand up and vocally and repeatedly condemn the attacks on people like Andy No and like on that little boy on the bus, um, they are all part of the terrorist organization. Because what is terrorism? People think that terrorism is just any act of violence. No, it isn't. Terrorism has a political component to it. Terrorism is when something is done to achieve an end or to or to uh, make take take steps toward achieving an end. When Al Qaeda hit us, it was because there was a goal of trying to achieve a political outcome to remove uh, American influence from the Middle East and other places and to, uh, to allow radical Islam to expand, et cetera, et cetera. There is a political movement to beating up Trump supporters, and that is, uh, of course, making people stop supporting Trump, or at least vote visibly supporting Trump, which, of course, then can affect the ballot box and how things turn out. So this is terrorism. The, the, the Antifa uh, uh, individuals who beat Andy know are terrorists. Those thugs on the bus who beat that little kid are terrorists. They're all terrorists, and the goal is, of course, political, and that's what the definition of terrorism is all right looks like i, I may have lost ellen there uh, but uh, i'm glad you called uh, ellen thanks so much and i hope you call back again because uh, you make a very very good point about all of that uh, matt is calling us our last caller of the day from lorraine hi matt go ahead hey bob i proudly wear my deplorables hat everywhere i go i have a, a united states israel pin that i wear on it as well uh, of course i'm i'm six four three hundred pounds and uh, I'm not going to take any crap from these people. I'm not going to be intimidated. They can wear what they want, and so will I. Well, you know what, Matt? Good for you, man. Uh, and I mean that. God bless you. Unfortunately, as you well know, Andy No isn't six four and 300 pounds. And neither was that little boy, and neither are so many other individuals who are targeted um, you know, by the... Uh, the... <laughs> Sorry about that. Bad time to start coughing. We'll wrap it up, but that's all the time we've got. Thanks for being a part of the show. Have a great week. Week. Enjoy the silence.